so it's really sad. So like, yeah, it's there's like yeah, it's sad because you know I jerked off to her. Otherwise, it it wouldn't be that sad. All right, it's not even a joke there. I just thought it was interesting. Let's do. <laughs> um, what are we gonna do? Uh, you guys know how they say that like all people stem from Africa. Uh, I women maybe I don't think men are from Africa though. I think most men come from China. Um, because if you've ever looked at our balls, you can see we're put together like a cheaply made Chinese toy with that fucking seam in the middle. Okay, moving on. Um, my girlfriend uh, told me to start like moisturizing my skin and stuff. She's like, I. I, I want you to take care of yourself so that, you know, when we're 40, you don't look super old. And, like, I guess she's doing it for me, but it kind of seems kind of selfish. You know, like, I don't think I could ever do the same. Be like, hey, baby, can you uh, try having a fucking salad? Like, I don't, I don't want to date any fatties. I'm saying I can't do that, okay? All right. Keeping it going. Da-da-da. Uh, All right. I thought it was weird... Like, the the Redskins aren't the Redskins anymore. They're the Guardians or the Generals or something. But I thought it was weird that they were the only ones who argued for a name change when there's so many other teams that do the same thing. You know, like, there's the, the USF or the Dons, but you don't see, like, Mexicans getting upset about it. Um, the There's the Vancouver Canucks, but Canadians aren't getting upset about it. Uh, there's the Albany Cougars, but your mom isn't upset about it. Hey, all right. Your mom's a cougar. That's where we're going with this. Uh, it's fantasy football season. Uh, you know, when I was young, my football fantasy was uh, throwing a touchdown to win the Super Bowl. And now, in my wildest fantasies, I'm a losing manager. This shit sucks, dude. I'm, I'm so bad at fantasy football. I wish, I wish we had, like, real fantasy football. Like, people call themselves owners. You're really a manager in fantasy football. I wish we had, like a game where you could be a fantasy football owner, you know, where you're just, like, chilling on a yacht, banging supermodels, doing lines of cocaine, covering up murders, and, you know, just all-around fun owner stuff. There can be, like, mini-games where you go into massage par parlors. All right. Huh. That's about where I'm going with this. Um, pff, fuck, I don't know. Um, I don't like the term, you can have your cake and eat it, too, because um, I think it was made by a really fat person, because, like, how do you not know how to just cut yourself a slice of cake? Do you think you have to eat the whole cake every time? Take some cake, put the rest in the fridge. You can have both. All right. I'm going to do one more new one, and then I'll do one normal joke so that this doesn't end in a weird way. Um, I think it's weird. I think I'd probably get my, my ass kicked if I went to like help a third world country because I feel like I would just talk about something from my life and they would get really upset about me. You know, they'd be like, oh, what do you do after dinner? I'd be like, oh yeah, I, I put all my stuff in the dishwasher and they'd be like, what's that? I'd be like, oh, well, you know how sometimes you have too much food? You know, so I, what I do is I take all my fo food. First, I, I take the extra food, I put down the garbage disposal because, you know, we consider food garbage here. And then I run Five gallons of clean water on each plate, and oh, you're killing me? Okay. All right, this is going great. We're going to do two normal jokes. Uh, I saw this documentary on fucking ducks. Uh, apparently, when a duck gets sad, it'll pluck out its feathers, and the ones that get really depressed go to Chinatown and hang themselves. All right. God, that was the best set I've ever had in my entire life. 
All right, we're gonna keep it going to an actual comedian. Give it up for Wally Hippolito. Yeah. Oh shit, keep it going for Josh, everybody. Okay, now stop. Damn, you guys are good listeners. Holy shit, I never knew white people to listen to brown men before. That's what's up, that's what's up. Um, Josh was talking about football season coming up, uh, fantasy football, so is a. Uh, so gambling's coming up for me. Uh, I have a I have a big gambling addiction. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't like the way that it's associated with like drug addiction because like I've never had to steal from my family or friends. You know what I'm saying? Like holding their kids ransom is enough for me. You know? I get it. All right, cool. We're gonna work on that one. I uh, my parents were in an open relationship. Yeah, as in my mom was openly a drug dealer. My dad was openly a drug addict. Yeah, it was it was great. I uh I had a good time. It was a real Nick it was a true Nicholas Sparks story, you know what I mean? Uh my dad would always get kicked out and it was insane because like he would always try to steal shit and sell it back to my mom. Like he wouldn't even be slick about it either. All he would do one time he stole a chair and all he did was slap new chair on it and try to sell it back to her. Fucking ridiculous, you know? I we went to uh is it one time we went to the philippines for what i thought was for vacation and he just tried to sell me for cheaper cocaine it was fucked up man like i i really thought we were on having a good father-son moment uh but luckily the drug dealer didn't take me because i didn't know how to wipe my ass but it was like dude i could have learned i was four not retarded you know what i mean thanks i my mom and I have a great relationship now, though, uh, especially since I started doing, uh, since especially since I started therapy. Yeah, now she calls me the daughter she's always wanted. Cool. Uh, my mom, my mom. I think my mom surgically found a surgeon to get her feelings removed because this woman, this woman is fucking ruthless, y'all. Like we're talking about a woman who called me a bitch for crying at my grandma's funeral. I don't know how I'm going to win with that lady. It's insane. But one thing that, uh, you know, I, I did say she was a drug dealer. I, I did take partake in her footsteps for a while. Uh, I sold drugs as a kid, too. Uh, but I had to stop. I really did. Because one of two reasons, you know. Like, one was because, like, I didn't look like I should be selling drugs. I looked like I should be competing in America's Best Dance Crew. Yeah, nobody wanted to get... Nobody want to buy. Nobody wanted to buy weed from a dude who looked like he was gonna give you a two-minute tutting lesson. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um, another reason, and the, here's the biggest reason, is that I wasn't ready to become someone's jail bitch. Like guys, I was. For those who know prison lingo, I was prime fish material. I was prime bitch at 18. I was looking right, y'all. Like, what am I going to do when the guy from the Green Mile says he wants a little bit of lumpia tonight, you know? I'm not going to turn over and just say, mm, mm, no, not tonight, honey. That shit ain't going down. Thank you. Last one. Um, you guys hear about the slap a teacher challenge? Yeah, earlier this year, TikTok ha these TikTok kids created a slap a teacher challenge, which is pretty simple. You walk up and slap your teacher. And I think this was, this challenge was made by uh, special ed kids. Because if you've been in a room full of <laughs> then you know that they're slapping you regardless of a challenge. You know what I mean? 
And, uh, you know, that's my time, everybody. I'm Wally Hippolito. Thanks. Keep it going for Wally Hippolito. I like that term. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, keep it going for Nick Holes. Thank you. It's Hulky, by the way. But Holes was good. I'll take it. How's it going? Is anyone else working on themselves? Yeah. I try. But you know when you try and like analyze yourself to change things, I feel like like I have these negative ways of thinking, but I'm trying to like think my way to better thoughts. And it feels like I'm using the thing that's broken to do the repairs. And we're just stuck in this loop. So I brought in a therapist. Got some outside info. And what sucked is, if anyone's done therapy, I felt worse at first. I was like, what? It was like, it felt like when you download a new software for your phone and then all the apps stop working. You're like, you were supposed to fix me. What happens is that it's like a bunch of thoughts and feelings that you pushed away forever, then they start coming up, and you start trying to deal with them, right? I had, for a while, done the pretty typical push away with alcohol and drugs, right? There's that, that, you know, that evil negative inner critic that we have that's always there, and I tried to first just wall it off with alcohol, right? Create a little barrier of bush light, like a bush light wall, and then I got weed involved, so I got like two stoners with hacky sacks guarding it in there. And then brought in Molly and Coke, so gave the, the stoners some glow sticks with razor blades at the end. And then I brought in ketamine, I just surrounded the whole thing with drowsy horses. But they always, that voice, it always gets out. And so, you know, try to deal with it. Now, sober boy. But I still like, you replace it with stuff, right? Like now I just have a cage that's built with chocolate and anime. That's how, that's how I run from my feeling these days. You know, progress, I think. Let's see. Oh, and then like, oh, social media and stuff. I try to cut it out. Instagram, I got rid of recently. Because it's just like, I'd be going to the kitchen to do something, and then 20 minutes later, I'd be lost in butts, not sure who I was. It's like, this can't be good. You gotta, you gotta cut that out. And then I recently learned about, well, before I cut it out, I learned about Finsta, which I'm like way behind on. But so that's like fake Instagram, where people post like more risque things just for their close friends. And my friend showed me this girl's and she had posted a video that it was like slowly panning over some candles and then ended on her vibrator and said manifesting good vibes and orgasms. So now that I've got the gist, I made my own. It's a slow video going over some candles and then it just ends on my calloused hand with a crusty sock. That one's pretty gross. Um, let's see. 
You ever just say you're busy when you're very much not, when you're invited to do something? My friends invited me to go to dinner. I hit him with an I'm busy. And then I just went back to laying on the ground with my blanket draped over my space heater, making this like depressed hot air balloon. It was great, honestly. That's all I got. Thanks. Keep it going for Nick Hulk. Yeah. Uh, therapists are cool. You should try one of those analyst therapists, you know, the uh, analropists. They're, uh, they're pretty great. All right, Arrested Development jokes. All right, next up, coming to the stage. Pay attention, because he wants comments. Give it up for Jared Senna. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Muni Radio? How are we doing Monday? That's Monday energy, more like. All right. Hey, what's up, Trevor? How you doing? All right, all right. Uh, I forgot to write jokes today. I was supposed to write, but then I bought a PS5, and that was calling to me. So I spent an hour on that. And then I went to go to my desk again. I spent an hour, and then... Then my bong was calling to me, so I spent an hour being high. And then I went to go write, write again, and someone called me an asshole on Reddit, so I spent like four hours on that. And now it's time to do stand-up. All right? <laughs> so uh, I used to never need coffee, but now I need it to go to work. I think that's a bad, like, slippery slope to go on. Because now, like, now I'm in my 20s, I need coffee to go to work. I might go worse. Like, when I'm in my 30s, I'm going to need Coke to go to work to get energized. And then when I'm in my 40s, in order to motivate myself to, to go to work, I'm going to start sleeping with men. Yeah, I didn't write today, guys. <laughs> I didn't. I, got, I bought a PS5. Like, that's what most of my day consisted of. I got Spider-Man, Miles Morales, dude. Spider-Man, but he's black. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Bro. Nah, but the PS5 tight. Um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, pivot, uh, porn. Uh, uh, one of my uncles is really against gay marriage but he loves lesbian porn i like that because like he's just like no you two can't get married but if you want to have sex in front of a camera and let me watch you can do that i think like if we want to like help the gays out i think we should like be like okay you want to ban gay marriage all right you have to ban lesbian porn too uh, yay. Uh, I moved into a new place. Has everything it needs. I like it. Um, I have my own bathroom. Comes with a bathtub. Yep. Couple kitchen appliances too. Comes with a toaster for free. Couple electrical outlets. Close to my bathtub. It's great. Uh, my roommates are kind of weird. I think one of them has beef with the wall. 
because he always just every time he closes the door, he just slams it. I think he just hates his door hinges. Um, I should have spent more time writing. Um, fuck. Uh, I think the I think like uh, I'm drinking more coffee now because I'm a barista too. It's it's kind of cool. Um, I work as a barista in, near the Tenderloin, um, so I deal with all the cracked out homeless people a lot. Um, I really think they're nice people. They're just a little misunderstood. I hook them up whenever they can. It's just every now and then you got to remind them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jerking off. But, you know, other than that, really nice people. Um, just... That's all my time. Give it up for Josh, everybody. Stay up there for comments. Question for you. How do the cops react to Black Spider-Man? Are they pro or against? Um, right. obviously against. All right. I mean, his own dad's a cop, and he's against him. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, Ian, were you moving over there for comments? Yeah. Is it on? Is it? Hello. Cool. Um, with the um, the the crackhead stuff with Pete's, you you should be like um, you sh you should do whatever you want, but you should also <laughs> uh, it'd be funny if you were like uh, this is not the place to like masturbate, like. I, I, like some like insinuate that you're the one it's like can you like chill out like i i already do enough masturbating in the peats for you know the week you don't have to do it you could do that and then you could also compare how coffee affects you versus the crackheads and their crack because it's like there's very like you could be like don't get high on your own supply but then you also work at peats or something like that could be yeah. funny maybe and i also am a crackhead that too yeah um and then with um the <laughs> no ew um and then with the uh uh you tried to write but you did you could be like oh, yeah, i was trying to write and then i started playing my playstation i started playing sims and my sim is a comedian and he was writing a lot <laughs> and you'd be like and then i got and then my bong started calling to me so i smoked and then i thought of so many good jokes like you're doing everything but writing and like, and then I went on Reddit, and I was making all the comment sections laugh at me, and it was so good. I don't know. I like that. Just something. I like, like that. that. Thank you, Ian. Uh, I'll say that I like what you did today, because it was nothing that I heard before. So, like, you said you didn't write a lot, but you still had all new jokes, so I like it. I, Thank it you, It means man. you're trying. You're not out here just doing the same joke every week, which I wouldn't be right here talking to you. Um, I think you have some material with that PS5. Like, why is it so important to you? Yeah. Um, uh, the Black Spider-Man, I would be careful. <laughs> All right. Um, and I think the uh, barista, you said, like, this isn't the place to jerk off. But then you, like, trailed into, like, but they're good people. Like, you can mention they're good people before, but, like, you got to laugh at jerking off, but then once you like continue on with talking about them and it's not funny, it makes it seem like your joke didn't work. So like end on that laugh, like get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean on that. Um, uh, one more comment. Never say that black Spider-Man joke. Okay. Um, I like what you did. I like the stuff that, and I think um, Ian had a great comment about the, the coffee, bringing it back. 
to the um, serving in the, at the barista, you drinking coffee and your effects. You could go do a whole three minutes on that. Um, also, the weird roommate, and you started to talk about it, about the electrical outlet being near the tub, but you didn't go there. And I thought, go there. You could go. There's a lot there you can say about what the roommates or what you're thinking and did you want to put the toaster in the tub while you were taking a shower? Because it's life is, you know, whatever, whatever you were yeah. thinking about. Expand but go, more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good job. Okay. Thank All you. All right. Keep it going. Quick thing. You could you could have you, uh, you could have the uh, PlayStation plug in the PlayStation to the outlet next to the tub. You could do something there. And then you can go into the part where you kill yourself or something like that. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? See. Oh yeah. There's like just to connect. And if you want to connect the ideas, but I don't know, just an idea. Okay. Ian only gets two minutes when he goes up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep Thank it you, going everybody. for Jared Senna. And next up, keep it going for Sean Durham. Uh, I, I did ask for comments, but I didn't see that on there. But okay, cool. So uh, I'm a uh, white, and uh, I have uh, lips. Uh, we do exist. Uh, my father's Mexican, and I don't really have a joke for that. I just like telling people that because uh, they always start looking at me differently, like I'm yogurt, you know. You know, he's white, but he's cultured. Or this white man has a little seasoning. I've heard of these. He's a spicy white. All right, I'll stop there. If I keep going, it'll turn into white noise. But uh, I feel like we kind of got lazy when we were creating racial identities, you know, because you go like black, brown, white, and then Asian. And I feel like they were like having a meeting, right? And uh, just getting towards the end of it, and they're just like, okay, so all of Europe aside from Italy agrees in white, right? So I'll just... Deny the request to be olive, and we'll move on. Uh, what's the last continent we got? Oh, Asia. Okay. Is there a lot of people there? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, mo most people. Okay. Uh, do they all kind of look the same? Actually, they look very different. You know, they got Russians, Filipinos, Indians. Whew. I got it. I got it. Let's go with the color Asian. Uh, that's, that's not really color there. Hey, it'll catch on. I was like, uh, in those islands out there, what, what ocean are they in? Like, go. We'll go with Pacific Islander. All right. That's a very new one. But I, I do find it uh, very odd that that's like the only place where we allow Asian to just be a color, right? Because you never hear someone like, oh, I'm going to repaint my house. You know, we're going to go in the living room a little uh, mustard Asian. In the bedroom, I'm going to go with a little uh, coffee Latino. In the bathroom, we'll just leave eggshell white passing. All right, thank you. Thank you. Um, any uh, dog owners here? Ooh. Yeah, I have a little dog myself. He's he's also white. Um, but uh, 
I kind of realized like from raising him, it's a little bit like of a preparation of uh, having a kid, right? Because uh, you have to like give it love and affection or it becomes a violent sociopath, you know, sort of like a lone wolf. But it is a little different, right? Because if your kid bites someone, it probably won't be euthanized unless you're in an open carry state. But any cat owners here? I don't feel like cat owners should be anywhere in the vicinity of children because they're like just used to living with something that doesn't listen to them at all and just like, it, it's almost like that owl in the Tootsie Pop commercial, right? You get like one, two, three pets and then it turns around, crump. That's my best uh, biting noise I can make right now. Um, and uh, it's wild to me that people just let their cats wander outside, right? Because if my dog's outside without me, that's an emergency. But like a cat owner will be like, oh, I haven't seen my cat in a week, but eh, let's wait another month and guess how it died. All right, I'm gonna end there. Thank you, thank you. Keep it going for Sean Durham. We got some comments. I got comments, so for your color joke, it's gonna be a little risky, but the Spanish word for black is... Uh, uh, <laughs> so there's, there's an angle there. Um, I, oh, go for it, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely, I thought about that, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to go that far with it. Uh, great set. I really like the the, um, the the white noise and that whole thing. Um, I think you lost me on one of them, the, uh, the spicy yogurt one, I think. Is that a thing? No, no, it was, uh, the yogurt was me saying that uh, I'm cultured, and then there's like a spicy white was a different one. Gotcha. I think the spicy white was the one that maybe didn't fit with like the other ones that did work because I don't know if that was like related to a food or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like that bit there. Um, I, f I got a few questions. So, I mean, is, isn't yogurt just like Greek? Like, what's yeah. the origin of yogurt? Isn't it Greek? There's other types. It's like I just don't think I assign, in terms of like white food, I don't think I assign yogurt to being like cultured in my head no that's a pun it my is dude cultured it's made of cultures yeah it's cultured oh it's well so then i'm an idiot then. <laughs> well then well then maybe there's something to learn there that maybe the audience is a bunch of bees that are a bunch of idiots okay. yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's a smart joke i guess so if you want to keep it <laughs> i had no idea um and then wait so I, i've seen the joke a few times the basis for the cut the the joke about Asian. What 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 is it? Like you're filling something out. Is that what it is? What? Uh, yeah. That, how does it start? Uh, the well, the the main thing was just like that. It, it started off with like it just being like a lazy way of generalizing. But um, where is it generalized? Well, like when you ask someone their race, like some people will say just Asian. Uh huh. Which I was kind of pointing. I was trying to get to the absurdity of like name like. Your race I being see. an origin and not, or like a area, not uh -huh. like a color. Okay, I mean, I I I don't know if it's super. It, it's a really well crafted joke, but I don't know if it's super like relatable, because it's like, because then you could also play the game of like people say Latino, but that's like a lot, or Hispanic is a lot too. So yeah. it's like, I think, I, I I think if you're gonna keep it, you can keep it, but you should say like. You know when you fill out like SATs and stuff and they ask you your race? I think just kind of want some frame of reference for it because I didn't really, I was just kind of like, okay, I see what you're saying, but I didn't really know like 
Like, what are you trying to break down? So I think if you want to keep it, that's great. You could keep it like, I never understood like when you fill out the SATs and they ask you for your race, it's like white, black, Latino, and then just Asian. Like Asian is like so many options. So I think just to, just to ground it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got. Um, or maybe like why I don't know like certain certain races you say the the region certain races you say the color and like the ones where you say the region you for sure cannot say the color um, but I don't know if there's some there yeah. but yeah. yeah and then also like Hispanic is funny because Hispanic includes Spanish people yeah like I'm Spanish and my mom would always be like she'd always be like Ian you got to put out Hispanic when you fill those forms and I'm like mom I'm not gonna do that like like it just didn't feel right ethically so you could also be like Hispanic is so like general that like y it includes like white people too so you could do that i don't know all right keep it going for sean durham let's get some music on here all right coming up next last person for a while with comments so make sure you're paying attention give it up for rohit sharma what's up hey everybody i'm a bit of a hypochondriac and uh, I realized just yesterday that it's starting to get a little bit worse because I was Googling uh, how long broccoli lasts in the fridge because I was going to eat some broccoli. And uh, the first suggestion I got from Google after I typed in broccoli was broccoli symptoms. And I didn't know you could have symptoms of broccoli, so that freaked me out. You know, I started out just worried about the broccoli I had, but then I ended up being worried that I had broccoli. So I don't think that was fair, Google. I'm uh, from the South. I was raised in the South uh, as a brown man. And uh, I'm pretty convinced that when people see me in the South, they expect me to sound like this. And before I do this accent, just remember, you shouldn't do this accent unless you're from India. And if this is your actual accent, don't do this accent. This is what people in the South expect me to sound like. <clears throat> hey, y'all, I'm from the South. Thank you. Uh, I'm married and did not get an arranged marriage, but arranged marriage is still a very popular part of uh, culture in India. Uh, my parents didn't get to do that with me, and I tried to make it up to them. I said, hey, since you didn't get to give me an arranged marriage, Maybe you can hook me up with an arranged uh, affair. And uh, apparently that's work that I have to put in myself, it turns out. And I don't really get why, like, I can't be trusted to make my own choices anyways. Like, why can't I arrange my own wife? Um, I've arranged things before. I've arranged meetings with weed guys. Not that easy to do. I've arranged uh, books on a bookshelf, numerically. I've arranged SpaghettiOs alphabetically. Like, what's wrong with the cho choices I make? I don't really understand. I'm uh, really excited for technology of the future, like in the 2070s. Um, I know I'm going to be old and probably out of touch with most of it, but one thing I'm definitely excited about is futuristic life alert. You all know life alert, right? I've fallen and I can't get up. I'm really excited because I think in the future, instead of I've fallen and I can't get up, when I'm old, I'm gonna get to say, I've hovered and I can't get down. And like, 
when I take my flying car to the mechanic, I'm not going to say, can I get an oil change? Instead, I'll be saying, seriously, can somebody please get me down? Um, and like, we're not going to have ink in the future. So when my printer stops working, I'm not going to say, I need some more ink. Instead, I'm going to say, oh God, no one's coming. Fucking life alert sucks. That's all I got. Thank you. Keep going for Ovi Sharma. Uh, and we're going to do comments. Um, uh, good job, man. Uh, I don't know if you can maybe add a cauliflower ear joke because you had that broccoli opener thing that was solid. So I'm sure there's something the there that you yeah. can make. Uh, any other comments? Go to the mic. We want to hear it. Uh, for the broccoli joke. You could be like, you know, like, and here I thought all those bumps on my balls were just like gonorrhea or something. You know, it turns <laughs> out it was broccoli. Um, I don't know, just something like that. Like, it could be like some, you know, I thought it was some horrible disease. Turns out it's just broccoli. Yeah, I didn't know you knew about those. Thank you. <laughs> I really liked the uh, Mary arranged books in the spaghettios. The whole the whole thing was great with the. Um, and when you're talking about South in a Southern accent, say something different. Instead of I'm from the South, maybe, say some horrible thing or some funny thing or use it, use more. Use it, dig in there and get out, um, say something different. And uh, the hypochondria with the broccoli, I love that. You could go even deeper with what other things that you're um, hypochondriac about. Is that the word? Yeah. Awesome, thank you. I thought um, being Indian in the South, I just wanted to hear more about that. I bet you there's probably a lot of interesting moments that happened. And I thought when you're bringing up the accent thing, what you were, something else you could try, that they were like expecting you to speak in Spanish or something. Like maybe they make the assumption that you're Latino. Maybe there's something <laughs> funny there. Yeah, Thank Or you. maybe that's just kind of racist. I don't know. There you go. Um, my feedback's kind of similar to Lauren's, I guess, but um, I think you could just really play up the Southern accent because, like, the Southern accent is the most, it's kind of like the most ridiculous, like, most make funnable accent or one of them, in my opinion. So I think you could really just be like, you know, like, hi, y'all, like, that kind of. Like, just really, like, southern drawl and, like, real, I don't know, just be, like, really southern about it. Like, dripping with, like, like chicken grease, you know? Thank you. All right. Last comment here. Um, yeah, with the accent thing, you could totally don't have to do this. But I think it, it, what could be interesting is, is, like, when you're not in the south, and you say you're from the South, people expect that accent. And then when you're in the South, people ex probably expect you to have a, like an Indian accent or something. So I think you could play with that idea and you're just like, but no, I just have like this regular accent. I don't know. But yeah, I also like Lauren's thing where you can really just go into the whole, there's a lot of opportunities with the whole like expectation of having a Southern accent, like what someone's supposed to act like versus what you actually are. All right, keep it going for Rohit Sharma.
I like Lauren's comment too, Ian. So much, in fact, that we're going to have Lauren go on up there. Give it up for Lauren Kraut. Thank you. Woohoo. Okay, I have some couple new things. Um, have you ever thought that when your life would be totally different if it were not for one specific thing? Like for me, if I didn't have OCD, my life would be very different. I wouldn't be out in the hall turning the doorknob left, right, left, and having my neighbors go, what is that woman doing? All right, that's, I don't know where that is, but. Um, life is like a push-pull. There's even from the smallest things, like you're laying on the couch and you're just chilling, and you, get, you feel the need to have a cookie. That's a, pu that's a push. And you get up and you go into the kitchen, and, and there's the pull. It's, it's tension and release. And the same with sex. It's tension and release. And then there's a great act out here, which I haven't written yet. Um, all right. Photos. These are all just thoughts. They're working. We're working on new stuff here. Photos would, first time you see someone, it's usually what, how you remember them. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Bernie Sanders. We, we saw him most, we saw him when he was younger, but we know him mostly from being an older guy. So we think of him as an older guy, and when we see pictures of him when he was younger, it seems kind of weird. So it's kind of the same like now. Welcome, hello everybody, hello. Um, when you see someone now, you think of them as they are now, but you don't know them from when they were younger. And it's probably a good thing, because this joke is going nowhere, okay. You would think when you get to be my age, you wouldn't be so neurotic and nervous around people. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. I know I'm ridiculous. Yesterday I met this guy and I, I just met him and we had a nice little talk. And then when we were leaving, I said, nice to see you again. What did I fall on my head between hello and goodbye? What? You know how else I'm ridiculous? My fashion sense hasn't changed since high school. Jeans, sneakers, and low self-worth. It's a look. It's not my fault I don't know how to dress. My parents didn't teach me how, my mother didn't teach me how to dress. She had no fashion sense either. Her only advice to me was the pretty young bird can wear colors, but the plain fat bird should only wear black. And I'm pretty sure my mother did drugs. But you know, one good thing I am good at is that I'm an excellent anorexic. Yeah, I'm really good at it. So if you've got any food that needs to be ignored, I'm your girl. You hear, ever hear of anyone pimping themselves out for being an anorexic before? Well, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Lauren, and I can help you lose that 10 pounds. No? All right, forget that. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> that got the biggest laugh. All right, I'm going to give my time back to the room. Thanks, Josh. Keep it going for Lauren Crowd, everybody. All right, next up, coming to the stage, the one and only Trevor Dillon. Oh, I'm not drunk enough for this room. So excited to be here. Last time I was on the mission, it was for a pride parade. Appropriate response. And pride parades are like the one place on the planet where gays can be like super mean to each other. Like they come up to me and they're like, ew, why are you wearing those clothes? I'm like, why aren't you wearing clothes? 
And uh, I don't know. I'm struggling to find a boyfriend, you guys. I know. Sad, right? Like, people are always like, Trevor, it's because you're so negative. And I'm like, joke's on you. I just got my STD results back. I am so positive. Recently dated this guy. He's a comedian, theoretically. And he... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm just kind of nervous about him, you know? Because, like, if he ever gets an HBO special, he's not going to have anything to call it because, you know, A Quiet Place is already taken. <laughs> That's kind of mean. Um, all right, I, uh, I just moved to San Francisco, you guys. Thanks, I know, another appropriate response. When I got here, I wanted to have the real San Francisco experience. So I went to a bathhouse in Berkeley. It's amazing. And when I got there, it was during a COVID surge. So I had to show my vaccination card and wear a mask the whole time. I'm like, okay, wrong virus, you know? Talking about AIDS. And like, we also have to worry now about this new monkeypox. It's, it's scary. Like, and all the gays are running around, like, realizing the government doesn't like them. And they're like, oh my God, no one cares about us. No one's paying any attention to us. I'm like, welcome to my world with you bitches. Super rough, just like being up here right now. Um, what was the rest of that joke? Oh yeah, like I feel like if you're gay now and you have pimples, you also have anxiety. Scary shit. Um, all right, what else? Uh, nowadays, one of my favorite things to do is to go on Instagram and look at all the people that were assholes on high school and assholes in high school. See how they're doing. Anyone else petty? Yeah, yeah. He's like shaking his head. Um, no, and it's fun because like some of them still think they're the heroines of the world and others of them are just on heroin and I don't know, like there's one in particular, this guy, he, uh, he actually warned me against talking about him on stage, so that's exactly what I'm doing. And he go like he draw like he sent me this like long ass like message on Instagram about it and my first thought was like, okay, I didn't know drug addicts could be so articulate. And he, um, like, he's one of those guys that, like, he used to be my friend, and then he decided that he didn't want to associate himself with smart people. And um, I don't know. I'd be bitter, too, if I graduated high school looking like a snack, and now I just sold him at a restaurant. And I'm kind of mean, you guys. Um, what else? Um, let's see. Um, Y'all know what the R word is? Y'all ever heard it? I'm sure that word we can't say anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we used to be able to call people that, but now we just have to say anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Those people are so stupid. I was talking to this lady. She's like, I'm not getting that vaccine. I don't trust what's in it. It's not going in my body. And I'm like, okay, ma'am, your husband is right there. You clearly don't care what goes in your body. So dumb. All right, that's that's all I'm gonna do. Trevor Dillon, everyone. Coming up next to the stage, helps a ton at Muni Radio, has so many vowels in his first name. Give it up for Ian Langlands. Thank you, everybody. How are we? What vibe check? Okay, that's good. Um, I don't really have any jokes today, so buckle up here. I was, um, I, I'm always so, I'm in, oh God, I can't even speak. Uh, I, I'm so infatuated with those people that um, like are at 16th and Mission Bart and they have the speaker and the microphone and they're just like screaming about Jesus 
It's just like, uh, I wonder, I'm like, you're here like on a Saturday afternoon, like, do they get paid for that kind of gig? Like, is there some kind of hiring agency for that job? I just want to know, I, I'm, I love a lot of things, or not a lot, I love a few things. I don't love anything enough to like stand in 80 degree weather and yell about it, you know? Just a l food for thought, um, just what I've been thinking about. <laughs> They're always so emphatic. I just, I'm jealous. Is that just what the power of Jesus does to you? You just get so excited that you wear a three-piece suit and start yelling about God? I don't know. Maybe, I'm, maybe you'll see me out there one day. Um, let's see. Mm, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 22 now, and I'm at the, I'm at the, um, this strange age where like people my age are starting to have kids. It's, I guess it's a little early, but it's happening, and I see it like on Facebook all the time, and like Instagram, they're always announcing it. They're like, "We're expecting," and it's like in the comments, it's like hundreds of comments of like, "Congratulations, congratulations." But like, if we really think about it, is it that hard to get pregnant? It's not really that hard, right? <laughs> Have the baby, and then I'll give you like all the celebration you want. But like theoretically, I could get someone pregnant tonight. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's not the part we should be celebrating. Have the kid, make sure it's not fucked up, and then I'll say congratulations. No? Is anybody else with me on this? Come on. Like, the nine months of turmoil, that's the hard work. But, like, all right, the fucking condom broke? <laughs> congratulations? I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Don't think it's that big of a deal. Anyway. Anyway. This isn't really a joke either. I, when I was in sixth grade... <laughs> I was not good at math, so I had tutoring after school. And so I would go to tutoring after school, and it was, it was my teacher, it was my main teacher, she did the tutoring. And then one of the days I missed it because I had baseball practice. And I came in the next day, she was like, where were you? You weren't at tutoring yesterday. And I was like, oh, I had baseball practice. And I was literally 11 years old, and she just looks at me, she goes, do you really think you're going to be a baseball player? <laughs> And you know the most infuriating part? I knew it back then, too. She was right. I'm not, I wasn't going to be, but I didn't want to hear that. I was like, I didn't even know what to do. I'm like, do I tell, like, do I, like, tell the principal on that? That's like a rude thing to say. I don't know. Catch me fucking pitching for the Diamondbacks next spring, okay? Just to prove her wrong. Um, are you guys uh, weed smokers in the house? This front row definitely is. Anyway, I'm killing right now. Um, yeah, anyway, weed. Weed's good. Weed's fun. It's also got a holiday. It's fun because it's got a holiday. 420, that's a fun holiday. It's fun because 420 is the only holiday that weed gets. The only holiday, every other holiday we celebrate is always centered around alcohol. Because Americans, we'll just drink for fucking anything. We don't even care what it's for. Like, you know, 4th of July, fucking America's birthday. Let's get fucked up. Halloween, let's get fucked up in costumes. We even drink for shit we don't even know about. We're like, Orthodox Easter, fucking get the keg. Let's hit it. That's longer, but that's all I'm going to do. All right, bye. Ian Langlands, everybody. He is going to go get somebody pregnant tonight. All right. Next up, keep it going. How about everyone just give like a little like, ha, 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 ha. Let's get the room up a little bit. Yeah, great job, everybody. This is depressing. All right, keep it going for Kyle Morrissey. Um, let's see. I I think I realized that 
I'm old enough to where I'm interested in like what the kids these days have to think. Uh, like I, I legitimately want to know what's on their minds. And I realized that when I caught myself eavesdropping at the playground um, next to my apartment. That's, that's a tough way to, to learn that. The most convenient way to learn what the kids are thinking also turns out to be the creepiest. Because um, even if I get caught, any excuse I have is just going to make it seem way worse. Oh, I'm sorry. They seemed really mature for their age. Yeah, fuck you. I got you to laugh. Fuck you, mutiny. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it fucking is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been going off the deep end lately. Hey, I'm getting way too up my own ass. Um, I thought, uh, for the longest time, I thought karaoke was when a Japanese guy stabs himself with a samurai sword and then commits ritual suicide while singing Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, I'm sorry, Devontae. Was that not, they're not good. It's just, it's just you and me, baby. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. We're good. This is almost over. <laughs> um. Oh, what else? I'm a millennial, so that puts me anywhere between 14 to 67 years old. As a person. I like uh, I like millennial shit. I like it all. I like mindfulness and hustle culture, at the same time. I'm uh, I'm listening to my breathing meditations at 200% speed. Um, yeah, that's right. Laugh. <laughs> I know that's why you laughed. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I got I really got to reel it in. Hey, what's your name? I don't care. Uh, I wasn't even looking at my notes. I was just saying that from uh, my head while I look at another joke to find. That's how rehearsed I am. Um, let's see here. Uh, you know what? Let's just do more kid creepy jokes. Um, I feel like modeling has got to be hard because the window uh, of time to capitalize on modeling is so quick and so early that they literally have people whose jobs are to tell parents, no, trust me, your kid's sexy. People get paid to do that. That's right. I want to end uh, the same way everyone else has ended their sets. Lee looks like he's thinking about that one. Uh, did you honk me? Oh, shit. All right. Let's get into it. I think every time I get a laugh, the timer resets. So I'm about halfway done. <laughs> halfway done. Um. <laughs> I, uh, I was thinking about what an anti-Semitic Beyonce concert would look like. I don't think it would look that much different from a regular Beyonce concert, except the audience's reaction, because she would just be on stage like, ladies, who runs the world? And everyone in the audience would be like, whoa, that's not fucking cool, Beyonce. <laughs> um, last but not least, I'm worried about when they uh, automate the suicide hotline, because that's going to suck, you know? You call it, and like, uh, if you feel like ending things, press 1. Para Espanol, <laughs> Marque Dos. Just kidding. Spanish people don't kill themselves. They're religious. All right. See you later. <laughs> fucking weird in here. Hal Morrissey, everybody. But I had to try. All right. Coming up next to the stage, give it up for Boris Skirko.
Thank you. I'm happy to be here. How are you guys? <laughs> Mutiny. I feel you. Um, I was recently. I've been recently applying for jobs, and I feel like it's a really, it's a really insecure thing to apply for a job, and especially to put together a resume. I don't know why it feels embarrassing to put together a resume. I feel like it's because it's like this one paper is everything your life has amounted to. You know what I mean? Like I feel like when you graduate, people are like, like if you don't graduate, people are like. Oh, that's fine. It's just a piece of paper that you would get when you graduate. It's whatever. But then you put together a resume, and that's what everyone goes off of, you know? And the online, there's, like, tools that help you edit them, you know? And I was using one, and it was, like, add the education section here. And I put in that I have three associate degrees. And then it was like, okay, take that out, you know? I feel like an associate's degree is the only degree that the more of them you have, the dumber people think you are. You know, like if you have three PhDs, people think you're a genius. If you have three associates, people are like, why were you there for so long? <laughs> you know, and it, not, I don't think anyone really knows even what an associate is. It's hard to, I have three associates all in the interdisciplinary studies. Um, you, I don't know what that means. Uh, I, th I think what it means, because I looked it up, what is an associate? I looked up the history of it, and actually, um, an associate is what you get when you go to a community college. Sometimes it's a two-year program, um, but you can be there however you, long you want. And then at some point, the community college says, okay, we want you to go. <laughs> so here's a piece of paper. Okay. Um, I applying for jobs. Um I think it's a I, I grew up in SF and I work in tech and I think I'm the type of person that I'd work in whatever industry where I'm from was. You know what I mean? If I was born 100 years ago in Pittsburgh, I feel like I'd be a steel worker. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't go anywhere. And it just happens that tech is an SF, um, which sucks because tech is evil. Um, I think. I know I I was um I was driving next to a driverless car and it didn't have anyone sitting there driving and everyone talks about driverless cars like that's the future and it's a good thing you know what I mean it's like oh if you're drunk now you could drive home you know but I feel like that's a really naive way to look at it a year after that comes out you know that if you're drunk you hop in your car you know it's going to ask you for one of those captcha select all the palm trees you know you can't do that shit while drunk all right, that's a, isn't a, I ain't, I agree with your response to that as well. Um, I, uh, I, I grew up in S7. I think I finally realized um why you never hear about anyone killing themselves on the tracks of Muni, uh, and that's because no one has that kind of patience, you know. No one's no one's sitting there at West Portal for 37 minutes waiting for the M. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I live near a I live near kind of a tourist trap, so I hear what people are talking about sometimes. And uh, what you hear a lot from people that aren't from San Francisco is a uh, a lot of surprise at just how many people commit suicide off the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, and people are like, why? And it's I think I have the answer, which is that it's because Muni can't handle the demand. You know. All right, that was a soft landing for that one. Um, all right, guys, thanks so much. Make some noise. Keep it going for Boris Skirko. Golden Gate Bridge, where you have to pay a toll to commit suicide. All right. Uh, next up, give it up. Keep it going for Devontre Coleman.
What's up? How y'all doing? He said, well. I uh I recently moved to the mission. Um I found out I'm allergic to avocados, so I can no longer date white women. Pretty rough. But when I moved, I hired movers. Um I hired these movers and people were like, yo, be careful in San Francisco. They're so inclusive. They all only care about inclusion and representation. I was like, that sounds pretty fucking Republican. But I found out there's a thing called too much uh, inclusion. Because I hired two movers and they sent me this old Asian lady with one arm. I don't know if you ever moved a couch before, but it kind of requires two arms. I feel like they're either giving me way less than I'm paying for or way more. Um, the other mover um, was black. And I was excited about hiring movers because this was as close as I was ever going to get to owning slaves. But when I saw this black mover, all that shit went out the window because now I got to help. Because I didn't want him to think I was a lazy nigga. So I paid people the opportunity to help them move my own furniture Ooh, um i've been contemplating going to prison lately i feel like the media is lying to us about prison it's got to be way more fun than they let off i got a homie who just got out of prison earlier this year he keeps posting pictures uh with his old cellmates on instagram with the caption take me back like, I feel like it's got to be way cooler out there than in here because or in there than out here, because uh, every time somebody goes to prison, they come out with way more skills than they went in with. Like the homie went to prison useless. Now he knows how to do makeup and taxes. I feel like if I go to prison, it'll help me become a better person. There's a lot of things about me I need to change. Like I'm way too approachable. A nigga tried to dap me up in the bathroom a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you've ever been in a public bathroom, but it's not the best place to try to make new friends. I, uh, I also think um, going to prison will help me get into shape. I need to lose weight for vanity reasons, not for my health. I, uh, I like dating bigger women. And when you're small and you date bigger women, it seems like you're adventurous and she's accomplishing something. But two big people on a date, it just looked like we both settled. I got my jokes. Hold on. Oh shit. Um, I can't. I can't lose weight in the free world because I'm too lazy. I uh, <clears throat> I'm so lazy. I'm learning sign language because I'm tired of running my mouth. Cool, cool. That deserved that. I uh, that's all I got. Thank you. Keep going for Devontre Coleman. Hey, did you guys see that uh, study recently that people who talk outside of open mics have small penises? Wild. All right. Uh, next up. Uh, uh, there we are. All right. Next up. Keep it going for Lee Wyatt. Is Lee Wyatt here? Lee Wyatt is here. More of that, please. There we go, perfect. That Now I can start. Thank goodness. Any music fans in the house? Yeah, all right, all right. Me too. I'm a big Lizzo fan. 
You guys down with Lizzo or what? Talking Grammy Award winning artist Lizzo. I'm talking Miss Body Positivity and I have some issues myself, so I love her. Uh, you know? But uh, Lizzo got into some hot water recently, guys, from one of her new lyrics from her latest album special. Uh, yeah, yeah, the song Girls. Three R's, Lauren. Three R's, no I. It makes no goddamn sense. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking Lizzo, she's crazy. Uh, but yeah, the fans were upset. She had a lyric in her latest song that said she was about to spaz out, guys. Exactly. Um, by the looks on your faces, you didn't know that was a bad thing to say either, huh? Me either. But it's ableist, guys, and I don't support ableism in any fashion. So, you know, Lizzo, she listened to the fans, she listened to Twitter, you know, she gave in, she changed the lyrics from I'm about to spaz out to I'm about to freak out. Now, <laughs> that's some writing genius right there. And, uh, but I think, I think Lizzo kind of got the last laugh with her fans because she also changed the title of the album from special to retarded. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. That's probably what that deserved. <laughs> uh, you guys want to hear a, a straight cisgendered white guy talk about abortion or what? <laughs> They're like, hey, we're going to take your rights and then talk about it. <laughs> Sorry. But no, I feel like the right wing, they like to use, you know, God to justify, a, you know, not aborting children, even though they deserve it. Uh, it's, which is weird to me, because I'm like, you ever peep the Bible, guys? <laughs> you ever take a little peep, a little flip through? <laughs> Even the book of Noah, guys. Only one family survived that whole thing. Like, how much does this guy value life? And then, <laughs> you know, Texas has the heartbeat bill, you know? There's a heartbeat, don't kill it. Latest term abortion ever, Jesus Christ. 33 years old. God was like, no, boy, you're too much of a burden. <laughs> We're going to have to hang you up. <laughs> and that'll end the abortion segment. <laughs> Perfect. I love when my abortion segments end in a honk. Just like most real abortions. You guys ever get one? Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, you should have honked me twice. Fuck. So, you know, it's hard for me out here on these streets looking like this, you know. Nobody wants to sell me heroin. <laughs> they all think I'm an undercover cop. One time, they made me pull my shirt up, guys. You know, they were like, hey, you got a wire, you know. So I did, because I really wanted the heroin. And I got stabbed. But it was just a spoon, <laughs> so... <laughs> Didn't actually break any skin. But it was gold-plated, though, so I had a serious rash. <laughs> serious rash, so I just gave him all seven bucks. <laughs> and I think, I think that'll just about run out of my time, guys. Perfect. So you, you're a wonderful. Where was all this shit when I was actually telling jokes? Jeez, you guys. Lee Wyatt, everybody. Hey, real quick, what's the difference between Jesus and the picture of Jesus? 
It only takes one nail to hang a picture. Uh, Jesus jokes from a Jew. Let's do it. All right, next up, keep it going for Newman Shake. See here? All right. Uh, who was the one? You, yeah. If you want to take it, do you want to take it? No, 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 no. Um, was it Trill? Was it Trill? All right. Trill had dibs on the open spot, so we're going to give it up for Trill. Hey, what's up? Just save the applause. I know I'll get it at the end, man. That's how it's been going. Um, yeah, I really didn't have nothing ready for this. I, I kind of was going to take the pass, but I guess, you know, I was in here and I was listening. I was thinking, like, Gentrification is a topic that's like really sensitive to me, man. Yeah, like almost more than like Jesus and all of that. Because, you know, I'm black, I got the dreads, you know, I'm out here in the Bay. But I'm from Louisiana, right? People don't know that unless I tell them, you know? Even my friends, they call me Baywatch. Like, it's like I lost my accent, you know? So it's like, when I hear people talking about gentrification, I always get a little nervous, because I'm like, man, I'm out here taking up a job, taking up an apartment taking up somebody's woman. I'm doing nothing but a lot of taking. And recently, I just moved into this new apartment, right? And now that I'm in there, one thing that I've learned is, A, I'm hella bay. And B, I hate Costco. Yeah, it's hard, man. I went in there the other day. I was just going for toilet tissue and paper towels, you know, the things that a single person needs from Costco. But I got out in there, I left with like margarita glasses and 18 packs of toothpaste and, and I just cut up the Costco card, it's over. I don't need a chicken bake that bad, man. Um, yeah, this is rough, boy. I know how it feels now. <laughs> but I was thinking about uh, what Ian said earlier, you know, and there is one thing that I can get that much behind, blowjobs. I would stand on the corner and scream the praises of blowjobs. I'm not gonna lie about that. For free, I'll be, especially if it would give me one. I'm like, hey, yeah, have you heard about this new thing? Um, and actually, as I'm getting older too, you know, man, one thing that I thought was really hard to do as a, was please women before, when I was younger. I was like, oh, this is so hard. But I'm realizing it's just hard to please people, period. And the reason why it's so hard to please other people it's because usually you can't please yourself at the fr first, you know? It's like you do something nice for somebody, you're usually putting yourself to the side. You want to come, but you can't because you know how it'll turn out, you know? You, got, you can't please yourself first. So that's why it's hard to please other people. And the last thing I'll say, to, like, just to highlight that is, I'm walking through Whole Foods the other day, I walk in and I see this fish on sale, right? It's like whole red snapper, $2.99. And I'm from the South, so I'm feeling like a country boy. I reach in, I grab the snapper, I hold it up in the air, and I tell the man behind the counter, I'm like, hey man, whole red snapper, $2.99. He's like, yeah. He's like, but you gotta clean it yourself. And I'm in Whole Foods, so I'm thinking, I gotta clean it? Like, this is Whole Foods. I know nobody else is coming here cleaning their own fish, man. Come on now. So, you know, I put the fish back down, I walk around, I come back. Go wash my hands. I'm Googling how you clean it. I'm trying to see if I remember everything from when I used to do it. Okay. Oh, okay. So when I get back to the counter, the guy says, so you decide what you want? I said, yeah, man, give me two salmon patties. 
He starts cracking up. He's like, why two seven pays? I'm like, man, because I'm going to go home. I seen this is a messy thing. My roommate's going to come in. It's going to be fish guts everywhere. I'm going to make dinner. My girl's going to come home. And she ain't going to believe I made this shit. So just give me the two salmon burger patties. We're going to run it. I go home. I fry up the salmon burgers. I got it smelling good. I got um, fries on the side. Babe comes in. She's like, babe, it smells great. What'd you make? I was like, oh, I got salmon burgers. She said, oh, babe, you know I like tuna fish. Drill, everybody. I'm going to work on my announcer voice here. Now coming to the plate, number 14, Wesley Alexander. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, my God. Anyone in here got siblings? Siblings? Do you guys think your parents picked favorites with you and your siblings? Yeah? How How'd you know? Fucking in front of you. How'd you know? Yeah. It's a bullshit answer behind you. How'd you know? She told you, yeah? Dude, my mom was even more straight up with that. Can you believe it? Dude, because every single one of my siblings was aborted. <laughs> Talk about picking favorites. Holy shit, mom. God, Rohit was talking about being a hypochondriac earlier. Dude, I've always been a hypochondriac, right? I've always been so afraid of diseases. Like a few years ago, I thought I had restless leg syndrome. I legit thought I had restless leg syndrome. Uh, spoiler alert, I didn't have restless leg syndrome. It was just a uh, tiny little cocaine addiction. Like, I think I have restless leg syndrome and... Restless jaw syndrome. Making big plans I'll never follow through on syndrome. It's called killing take notes. Fucking Christ. I, uh, let's see. Fuck. I bought a bread maker recently. Bought a bread maker. Yeah, thank you. Have you guys seen these things? Have you guys seen these? It's like this little... Bosnian orphan boy. Right? Dude, he makes such good bread. Fucking hell. Um, all right. Nothing to lose. Let's take some risks. I, uh, <laughs> I was on a... I downloaded Snapchat recently again for some fucking reason. Right? Dude, there's so much just bullshit on Snapchat, right? I always get caught up in those like tabloid stories things. I was looking on there recently. Uh, I saw this headline. It was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. This headline, it said, is monkeypox gay COVID? Is monkeypox gay COVID? I was like, it's fucking ridiculous, right? Dude, monkeypox isn't gay COVID. That's AIDS. Taking some risk. Okay, fuck. <laughs> So, uh, mm, let's do something lighter. Uh, fucking. Anyone in here single? Yeah. It's tough being single, right? It's hard. Dude, it's hard because it's hard. Pretend it, you know? Dude, I think it's hard being single, right? Just because it's like hard pretending to respect astrology. 
Just me? All right, cool. I, uh, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Did you guys hear about that big strike that's going on? Big strike? Yeah, dude, half of uh, Justin Bieber's face stopped working. You guys hear about that? He's got that like half facial paralysis disease. You guys know what that's called? What is it again? Oh, it's like uh, Bieber fever or whatever. It's going around. All right, thanks, guys. Presley Alexander, everybody. All right, coming up next, give it up for Riley Huff. Yeah. Very tepid clapping. Damn. All right. Uh, what's up, you guys? Um, <laughs> thank you. Recently, I was having a conversation with my friend. Um, my friend was born female, but they identify as non-binary now, and they're like super sex positive. They know all the sex toys. So um, it it, rec it came up in this conversation that I'd never taken a sex toy up the butt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they had the same reaction. Same reaction. Speechless. Um, so... Yeah, and they, you know, they were pretty surprised. Um, they they were so surprised. They called me a slur. Um, you know, one of the I would say one of the biggest slurs that you can call someone in a discussion of queer sexuality. They said, "Oh my God, I can't believe that you're so vanilla." Can you believe they said that? How dare they? How fucking dare they? Um. So I did it, you know. I, I, I was a carnivore until that moment. I'd only taken human meat, but um, I did it. I took a sex toy up the butt. I did. Can we get, yeah, thank you, thank you. It was a vibrating dildo. It was a vibrating dildo. Has anyone else uh, taken a vibrating dildo up the butt before? You have? Yeah? What was your experience like? Yeah, we have some time. We have some time. Same here. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Story was a, a little long. Um, yeah, so I, I took a vibrating dildo up the butt, and I have to say it was, um, in short, it was just a bumpy-ass ride, you know? Like, it was... It was like riding the trolley around Chinatown and Fisherman's Wharf. It was just kind of like, <laughs> thank you, thank you. And, um, you know, I kept hearing this buzzing. And I, you know, I wasn't sure where it was coming from. I, I was just kind of like dissociating at that point. Um, and I was like, is my phone going off? What is going on? Um, it turns out that the call was coming from inside the house, if you know what I mean. I guess you don't. <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's, let's try some, uh, some different material. Um, okay, who has better fashion sense, racists or homophobes? Does anyone know? 
No, no one has any idea. Racists have better fashion sense, you think? And, oh my god, homophobes have better fashion sense. Come on, you guys. Even even our haters have better fashion sense. Um no, so I mean racists, you know, racists, they they dress in these long robes, those pointed hoods. You know, the robes do nothing for the shape of the body. However, homophobes, they're always in a nice polo, a nice well-starched slack. And the one thing that always ties together a homophobe's outfit is a nice leather Italian belt that is hanging around their necks when their wives find out that they're sleeping with us. All right, uh, thank you guys. <laughs> Rally hop, everybody. Keep going. Woo! Uh, sorry, I'm bad at keeping the right screen up. See who's going next. All right, just in time. Keep it going, everybody, for the very funny Denise Lee. Great timing on my part. Okay, um, let's see. Uh... Uh, so, yeah, so I look pretty young for my age. Like, whenever I tell people I just turned 40, they're always like, what? That's crazy. And I'm like, oh, I know, right? Because I'm actually still in my 20s. Uh, but people always believe I could be 40 for, like, a second, you know? Like, my face hasn't changed in the last 10 years. And I know it won't change for, like, another 10 years. But you can kind of tell I'm getting older because, like, if you look into my eyes, there's, like, no more hope or optimism. Kind of accepted defeat. Like, the other day, I tripped a little bit going down the stairs. Didn't even try to regain balance. I just kind of, like, accepted it and came to terms with it and just let inertia just carry me down, you know? Uh, some people still think I'm, like, kind of age ambiguous, though. Like, I went to a bar the other day, and uh, I forgot my ID, and the bouncer was like, well, I can't tell for sure if you're, like, 21. And because I was dressed like this, like, you don't know how hard it is to convince a bouncer that, like, this shirt was a choice of an actual adult, you know. And I was about to go home, but, that I, but then I remembered I had, like, a bottle of Tums in my backpack. So I showed him, and I was like, sir, if I was under 21 would I need to carry around Tums for my debilitating heartburn? And if I was under 21, would I need to go to a bar alone at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, you know? Uh, sometimes, sometimes I get a little depressed, and sometimes I get so depressed by life that, like, whenever I'm getting ready for bed, I'm like, I don't even care if I die in my sleep. But I know it's not serious because uh, I still apply, uh, like, anti-aging lotion to my face every night, so I'm like... There's hope out there for me. I've been trying to work on myself more, though. Like, I read this article about, like, the most successful people always wake up early to start their day and, like, give themselves, like, a pep talk. So, like, today I woke up at 6 a.m. and I was like, I am an awesome person and I do not need to be successful. And then I just went back to sleep. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, I get frustrated with Asian stereotypes because, like, whenever people meet me, they just immediately overestimate my potential. And I know they do because once one of my coworkers was like, Denise, you know, when I first met you, you seemed super intellectually intimidating, but, like, you're not at all. 
And at first I thought this was a compliment. And then I just realized she was calling me dumb. Uh, let's see. Um, I have a friend who calls herself a feminist and I think she usually is. But then like whenever she says really nonspecific things like, oh, men suck down with the patriarchy. Uh, it just makes me think that she hasn't gotten laid in a while. And she'll say, thank you. And she'll say crazy things. Like the other day, she was like, I hate white men. Like us girls have to stick together and take them down because all white men are just trying to ruin women's lives. And I'm like, all white men trying to ruin women's lives. Like that's a lot of men, you know? Like if you had said like certain southern state legislators, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Like let's go fuck them up. All right, thank you. Nice Lee, everybody. Fuck white people, am I right? Uh, all right. A uh, little change the order real quick. So coming up next, we're gonna give it up for Jay Stewart. Thank you, thank you. I made it. Woo, woo. When I'm like late in the list of uh, comics, I get I just like see people trickle out, and I'm like, how many people are gonna stay for my set? But you guys stayed. Thank you. Hell yeah. I uh, used to go to, or I used to attend a uh, private Christian school, K through 12. I would cheat on all my Bible tests. It's just uh, hard to take them seriously when they they say you're going to need this later in life. You know, <laughs> like, like the calculator one, that kind of made sense. Like, you're going to need this later. You're not going to have a calculator in your pocket. But like, I don't know. That's a new new punch for that setup. Um, I... Uh, uh, I I like watching porn. I um want to want to try to be like ethical about it. So I, I I tried to get into OnlyFans, like subscribe to like an OnlyFans account. But I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. I like there there is this girl and she's like, mm, I I'm getting so turned on by this water jet in this pool. And I just can't stop thinking about it. And I just, I don't know. I just, I like, it just really turned me on. I'm like, you're getting turned on by an inanimate object? I was just like, I don't know. I, I, I like it when the attention's on me and I can pretend more with, with porn. I don't know. Um, let's see. Um, I want to talk about this time. I was living in Brooklyn and I um, used to live in Bushwick. It's a very like Dominican, Puerto Rican neighborhood. And uh, I went into this bodega looking for salsa, and I, I couldn't find it. So I asked them, like, uh, you know, hey, do you do you have salsa? And they're like really confused at me, and they're looking, and they're like, salsa, like yeah, salsa. They're like, salsa. And I was like, I don't, I don't know, like, like what the Spanish word, like that sauce, like I don't know. That I'm saying a Spanish word to you, and you don't know what it is. I can't like translate this anymore. So I, I said sauce, and so he like brings me like tomato sauce. I thought I, I swear they're like they were fucking with me, but this like actually happened. And then I was like, no, like I don't want sauce. I want salsa. And then he's like, ah, I got it. And he takes me and he like points to like paper towels. And I was just like, no, this isn't. I, I just I, I just felt like I was like walking into the twilight zone or like a world that just like salsa stopped existing for a second. I don't know. It was like really weird. Um, what else do I got? Um, uh, do you guys think like 
so in the story of the Bible or whatever, and I, I like thinking of more just like in a mythological sense, right? Of like, uh, whatever, she, she eats the apple, they get cursed. And one of the curses for women is pain during childbirth. But Eve hadn't had a kid yet. Like, do you, like, she, there has to be like a little naivete in, like, thanks. In in that I don't know like like do you think she was like wait what's childbirth <laughs> like I don't know just uh, how was your phone call good did you did uh, is your drug dealer gonna be here soon no oh bummer bummer not not no bag for me man ah oh, bummer bummer all right that's fine that's fine um oh um oh. Uh, I'll do this. I'll do this. It, it might run a little bit, but um, I uh, I get lone. I get lonely a lot. Like, um, I uh, oh damn, I'm totally blanking on <laughs> on all of my lonely bit. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. I like write a bit about being lonely to like describe my pain in the world, and then I can't even remember it. These are like old jokes, too. Like, I've performed these before. All right. You know what? That's my time. I can't remember shit. All right. Give it up for your host. We've going for Jay Stewart. All right. So, uh, on deck, we got Newman. In the hole, we got Aaron. But right now, give it up for your next comedian, Jason King. Yeah. Give it up for yourselves, everybody. Awesome. Who's, who's doing comedy here tonight? Who's watching? Who's watching who's doing comedy? You're watching? You're watching? Who are you watching? This guy? All right, have you gone up yet? Not yet? You're last? Okay. Okay, fuck. Best for last. Hell yeah, let's do it, dude. I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm not going to stay, but I'm excited <laughs> for you. <laughs> I, uh, let's see, a little bit. I, I got some ideas I want to run through if that's okay. They're probably not all going to work out, but that's fine. That's what this shit is for. Um, let's see, anybody go to Outside Lands this weekend? I was like, who, who did you see? Weez House. Post Malone, that makes sense. There are a lot of white people in that crowd. <laughs> T-Pain? What? I ah, see, you are you are quite white, sir. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I miss T-Pain? Fuck. All right, cool. I, uh, uh, let's see, what do I talk about? I feel like every time I'm at a festival, I always see like, women on top of like other dudes shoulders right and i'm like why like I, like I don't know why you'd ever do that and i finally figured out that it works because like when women ask to get on a dude's shoulders a lot of the times they'll like threaten your ego i don't know if you've seen this like i like i was just standing around at the concert and then this girl came up to me and she was like are you strong <laughs> you know and i was just like yeah <laughs> yeah i'm strong <laughs> and i had her had her on my shoulder I, f I feel like i feel like you can use that strategy to just get what you want from other people you know like you need your uber to break the speed limits like sir are you are you a little bitch <laughs> you now you're you need your need your girl to get an abortion it's like do you believe in women's rights all right cool <laughs> that one doesn't work keep going um i don't go to bed I don't think I've ever gone to bed. I, I pass out. Like some people have a routine. They put on pajamas. I wake up, I wake up on my couch at 4 a.m. like confused. Anybody else? 
Just me? All right, cool. That's fine. Some of these, sometimes this shit doesn't work at all. <laughs> um, let's see. I feel like uh, Batman fights a lot of crazy people in his in his city. But I think the most interesting thing is that Batman is also crazy. Right? Like, he has all the money to solve all the problems. But instead, he just beats the shit out of people. Like, there's something funny. Okay, there's something funny about that one. All right? It's something funny about it. Okay, 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 fine, whatever, it's fine. Um, I feel like a lot of time uh, education is like a, a solution to problems. You know, like for example, like they started teaching sex ed because a lot of people were getting STDs. This makes you wonder like why they started teaching English. You know? You know, some like English king gets like an alert from one of his watchmen. It's like, fuck, I can't read, <laughs> you know? Then he gives it to one of his scribes. He's like, read this for me. And he opens it. Fuck, they can't spell. <laughs> All right, we got to learn English. All right, cool. All right. Um, and then here's where I lose everybody. Ready for this one? Um, you guys ever, I, I feel like only rich people get accused of rape. Right, like, uh, like I never seen my local halal guy get accused of rape. You know, I'm not saying anyone's lying. You know, I'm just saying you're much less likely to report if it's only for two dollars. Right, like, I feel like going to a police stations like going to the DMV. It's not enjoyable, but I'll do it for ten million dollars. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's fucking. I'm leaving. Bye. Classy rape jokes. Love it. All right. Coming up next, give it up for Newman Shake. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I got some shit to try out. Um, let's see. I don't think president is a real job. You know what I mean? I don't think they're real because a lot of presidents are old, you know? And I'm like 21, and I get stressed out when I got to respond to more than three emails. Like, the president's supposed to fix the economy, and I don't even know what the economy is, but there's a lot of numbers involved. And that shit scares me, you know? Okay. There. Um, college right now, I'm a psych major, but um, switched my major like eight times because, you know, I'm cool. And, um, yeah, there was this point in my life where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be a stereotype and I do computer science. And I told my dad that, and he was like, Newman, don't be a stereotype because uh, you're too stupid to be one. And I, that, w that, that was inspiring. I don't, I don't know, me and my dad have a weird relationship. Like, um, my dad got mad at me once. He was like, Newman, I'm really disappointed that you're not 5'11". And I'm 5'10". And he's 5'8", so I don't know. Okay, there's something there, I think. I told a lot of my friends that story, and they laughed, so there has to be something. Okay. I also have a weird relationship with my mom, because um, uh, my mom had me when she was 20. And I realized that's going to cause a lot of problems down the line. Like, I can't put my mom in a nursing home, because I'm going to see her there in, like, 10 years. You know, that's not going to be cool. I also, I think my mom's going to outlive me, if I'm being honest, because, um, yeah, she doesn't smoke or drink or, like, have fun. 
And I'm like one parking ticket away from doing crack, so that that's where I'm at. Yeah, if you guys have cars in the city, you know. I um I used to work at Ross, I used to be security guard. And yeah, you guys could tell. You looked at me and you're like, This guy looks like he protects five dollar purses, you know, that's yeah, and I liked I liked working at Ross. I really did, cause um I would steal so much shit from there. You know, like it's so fun. My ma- my manager would get mad at me. She'd be like, Newman, you're a horrible security guard. People are stealing shit all the time, and that was the nicest thing she ever said to me. You know, cause from a certain perspective, she wasn't um insulting me as a security guard. She's just complimenting me as a thief, and that's more meaningful. Uh, do I have? Oh, I think uh, I think Amelia Earhart is the worst feminist, you know, because uh, she said she was gonna fly over the Atlantic, and then she just didn't. Like, okay, that that'd be like if Gandhi was like, "I'm gonna go on a hunger strike," and he saw him at Taco Bell the next day. Like, that's not okay. I um, oh, uh, my favorite Christmas movie is um this 2001 Tim Allen movie called uh, Christmas with the Cranks. And if you don't know what this movie is, it's this movie where Tim Allen and his wife they decide to go on a cruise and start celebrating Christmas. And uh, their entire neighborhood uh, gangs up on them and uh, forces them to celebrate Christmas anyway. And uh, the reason why this is my favorite Christmas movie is because it's also my favorite horror movie. Because as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, the idea of my entire neighborhood ganging up on me and forcing me to celebrate Christmas is fucking horrifying, you know? Like, if they put Tim Allen in brownface and call that movie Christmas with the Cons, that would be my get out, you know? All right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Goodbye, guys. Human shake, everybody. All right, we got three more comics left. All right, thank you all for staying, except for the ones who are leaving right now. Dicks. All right, uh, give it up for, I don't know if he has a last name, but his name is Aaron. How you doing? Right on. Man, I'm trying to date now. It's pretty hard dating this girl. Found out she's cheating on me. Found out she's fucking her husband. Terrible. People would ask me, though, dude, are you scared the husband's going to kill you? But I was like, Pussy is to die for. Yeah. I like living on the edge. I just move next to the beach. The edge of the continent. Any ketamine? Any ketamine fans? No? Well, one thing I learned is you got to be careful doing ketamine on the beach. Could get sand in your K-hole. The nightmare. Last thing you want to have happen when you're when you're on K. Anyone ever get caught jacking off to porn by their parents? No? Oh, uh, he did? Oh, your bro You got caught by your brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, one time I got caught by my mom when I was a kid. I'm pretty old, so I had these Polaroids that I found. 
They were like, uh, in my jacket pocket. My mom found the jacket, had a little jizz stain on the sleeve, she, so she washed it. She found the Polaroids. She was like, honey, I'm so sorry you found those. I thought I, thought I got rid of them. I'm so sorry. So I basically jacked off to pictures of my mom. But they weren't like pinup shots. They were like, you know, like spread beaver shots. I remembered thinking when I saw them, like, this has somewhere that I've been before. But I couldn't, I couldn't place it. All right, that's all I got. Thank you. Keep it going for Aaron. I also jacked off to pictures of his mom. All right, we got two more comics left. This guy may or may not have watched his brother jerk off. Give it up for Max Park. And that's over. What's up, Muni? Good. What's up, Muni Radio? Woo! Sorry, I'm a, little, I'm a little jacked up off of Outside Lands. I just had too much fun. I was so high. I was. I thought like the those like help out maintenance were were like the the, uh, the performer. And so I was like, yeah, man, I love when they go beep 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 beep. I have this uh this big good buddy at Outside Lands. He he's such a goof to me because he. He's way too excited about literally everything. It's like the definition of positive vibes. I could be like, yo, bro, um, I'm going to take a shit real quick. <laughs> Fucking sick, dude. <laughs> I love shits. You just feel so free after, you know? Another thing about this dude is that even when something negative is happening, he's just a bit too excited. Yeah, um, bro, I got... I gotta tell you something. Got you. You're my homie. Yeah, you can, you can, you can tell me anything, bro. I got you. Yeah, it's just a bit hard. Um, my dog died. Oh no, bro. Are, are you serious? Yeah, bro. It's just hard for me. He's like, bro, bro. I get you, man. Like, I get you. Like, that's a really hard thing to deal with, bro. And it's like, you know, on some mission, like, like I, I feel you, bro. Like. Like in third grade, my 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 pet fish Timothy. In third grade, my my pet fish Timothy passed away, bro. And it was just like, like I won him at a fair, and he like I just got really attached the two days he was alive, and it was just I feel you, bro. Wow, hearing our collective experience has not made me feel any fucking better. Thank you. Last thing about these guys is that they'll say yes to literally anything. You ask them to do something, they'll do it. Hey, bro, you, you, you trying to get some food? Yes. Hey, you trying to hop on that roller coaster? I might shit my pants, but fuck yes. Bro, 
Are you trying to stage a coup and become the new rulers of the free world? Bro, are you reading my fucking mind right now? Are you sure you're not telekinetic? Telekinetic? I'm not that smart, guys. I'll be honest. I'm not that smart. Like, I'm not Lenny from Of Mice and Men Dumb, but just things don't come naturally to me. For example, like jerking off. Something so simplistic was not a one-two operation for me. It was more up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start process. Okay? I didn't get it. The first time I tried jacking off, I kind of just slapped my dick and balls back and forth like one of those hand clapping toys, just <laughs> why isn't it working? <laughs> when does the good feeling happen? So I did that for about a week until I was like, okay. This isn't working. And my balls turn purple, but that's not relevant. That's not relevant. But I think it was about a few weeks later, through the help of my friends. Uh, not the help of my friends. The, the judgment of my friends. That sounds better. Um, I figured it out, and I healed up from my injuries, and I was right back in my sport. Thank you. Keep it going for Max Sparks. All right, we got one comic left. If she was a piece of spandex clothing, her name would be Brett Harper Jeggings. That's funny. Thank you. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Um, I've been waiting here for like two hours, and I still don't know what I'm going to say. Uh, oh, I brought up uh, slavery on a sales call. Um, I was selling stuff, and I didn't mean to. Um, I just, it was like there was an awkward pause, and she was from South Africa, and I was like, oh, apartheid. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, she was like, um, and she she was wild. She um, She said, oh, well, she said something about slavery, and then she said, oh, we call people servants now, which is bad. That didn't sound good to me. And then I was like, ah, do you want fintech infrastructure? Because that's actually what I sell. And she didn't. Okay, that was really rough, but thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, I've been. I had to take. I have to take a lot of sexual harassment trainings. Um, my work keeps giving them. Um, I work from home, so I'm not sure who I would be harassing. But, uh. And I, I feel like the problem with sexual harassment trainings is um, they've been trying to make them very progressive. Like they'll have uh, an older female executive preying on like a young male intern. And I'm always like, ah, oh, she's being vulnerable. Like I take her side and it's, you know, maybe sexual harassment training isn't the time to make a difference. I also feel like I always want to see the good in people. Like th it'll be like, you know, Kyle exposed himself to Jessica in the bathroom. Like, ah, oh, well, maybe he had a growth that he needed looked at. <laughs> I don't know. It was, I wrote more, but I can't remember. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my coworkers told me that I looked like the victim in our sexual harassment training. So that's kind of my celebrity lookalike. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, this is going to take a while. Oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so um, I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. It's not important why. And in her songs, 
in her song she's always saying like oh she's like angry at about an ex-boyfriend and she's like my dad's gonna fight you kind of a, ge- a general theme throughout her songs and um i think that's too much i mean her father's an old man leave him alone he's in his he's 70 now i googled it and that's too my dad can't take a 20 minute car ride without his back going out i just don't see taylor swift's dad like fighting like jake chillenhall calvin harris i mean they they look like they're in shape okay <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep staying up here um uh yeah i mean his he's tired oh i love that i'm making you all stay m- longer just so i can look at my notes i'm not going to use um <laughs> uh i don't know i like eavesdropping i've been eavesdropping a lot i think you learn a lot uh these two women were talking um and I was in the bathroom, and uh, and they didn't see me, but they were talking about something. And then one said to the other, uh, "You know it's bad when you're using dick as a palate cleanser." And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that sucking dick could be artisanal." So that's that's a fun fact that I now know. Okay, thank you, Mutiny Radio. Woo! Thank you all so much for coming. That'll do it for this edition of Mutiny Radio. Have a good day. I got to sign off now. Hell yeah, I don't know.
And of course, the system is also broken for the communities where crimes are committed because those communities are being torn apart. Instead of investing in education, building new schools and universities, mm -hmm. California has focused for decades on building new prisons. Yeah. Instead of providing equal justice, mm -hmm. we've got this horrifically discriminatory system that undermines public safety called money bail, which I'm proud to say I've fought for years mm -hmm. to end. Um, and it's... It's uh, those kinds of problems that I saw firsthand yeah. growing up, day in, day out, going into prisons to visit my parents, um, receiving phone calls from them on recorded Department of Corrections mm. phone lines, and thinking about how little punishing my parents was doing to heal the harm that they had caused. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's that's, that's sort of the life journey that led mm -hmm. me to decide to become a San Francisco public defender. Mm -hmm. As a public defender, I represent people who are too poor mm -hmm. to hire their own attorney to make sure that they also have equal justice. Right. As San Francisco's next district attorney, my goal is gonna be really similar in some ways, to yes. make sure that everybody in this city, no matter how wealthy they are, no matter how well-connected they are, mm -hmm. has equal justice under law. Yes. And I've been hearing about a few other district attorneys uh, across the country who have also, like there was Tiffany Caban, I believe, in, in New York. And there was also was a f person in, I think, Pennsylvania. Larry, Larry Krasner. Krasner. Yeah. Yeah, this is part of a national movement. Mm -hmm. um, you've named a couple. Um, Tiffany Caban came within 55 votes of, yeah. of winning her race. <sighs> yeah. Really I, disappointing. I had announced that, because initially I think at first they reported that she had won, and Correct. I reported it on the show, and then I was sad to learn that was not the case. Correct. It, you know, it was one of those situations where uh, she was ahead by over a thousand votes mm -hmm. on election night. Yes. And then, you know, the machine was against her from day one. Yes. And yes. she was running a grassroots campaign. Um, it was really people powered. She never had the, the fundraising or the institutional support. Mm -hmm. And when they did a recount, um, they magically found enough ballots that and, and threw many of hers out where she ended up losing by 55 mm. votes. But I'll tell you, you know, her uh, election and her movement mm -hmm. has inspired people around the country. Yes. Um, it yes. certainly has energized our campaign, mm -hmm. helped generate volunteers for our campaign here in San Francisco. And I'm really honored to be supported by not only Tiffany Caban, but as you mentioned, Larry Krasner, mm -hmm. the elected district attorney in Philadelphia, as well as Kim Fox. Oh, yes, in Chicago. In Chicago, yes. exactly. And Rachel Rollins in Boston. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the people who are really leading our progressive criminal justice reform movement, mm -hmm. who are finding creative ways 
to reduce mass incarceration, mm -hmm. reduce racial disparities, mm -hmm. increase transparency and accountability for police and other law enforcement agents while keeping our community safe. And I'm really lucky to have their support and to be able to work with them mm -hmm. on implementing um, successful policies that they've modeled in their jurisdictions here in San Francisco starting in January. That's great. So what if so if folks are interested in like helping your campaign, are there ways people can volunteer and or help to get the word out? Absolutely. Um, we are a grassroots campaign mm -hmm. and we depend on people power, creativity, energy, um, you name it. It's really coming from our volunteer base. Mm -hmm. There are lots of things people can do uh, depending on their skills. We'd love to have people phone bank, knock on doors, um, help out around the campaign headquarters, social media. Mm -hmm. um, the best thing to do is go to our website, www.chesaboudin.com, C-H-E-S-A-B-O-U-D-I-N.com. That's C-H-E-S-A-B-O-U-D-I-N.com. You can sign up to volunteer. You can sign up to have a window sign delivered to put in your window. Oh, yeah. We'll put uh, one up here. Oh, great. Yeah. I think, I think we have one. Uh, we, can, we can leave with you at great. the end of the show. Um, and there's lots of other ways people can get involved. So mm -hmm. we, we'd love to have support. And you know, we really look at this as more than just an election campaign. We're, we're building a movement, um, and it's going to continue. The organizing and the grassroots energy has to continue after Election Day. Mm -hmm. um, that's how we're going to effectuate the kinds of changes that we're committed to. Excellent. Yes, I believe um, I saw you. I I've, have volunteered a bit for Shahid's campaign. And so I, th I believe I saw you at the farmer's market. Uh, That's right. I think we were at the, in the inner sunset, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a great farmer's market. I've lived uh, in the outer sunset for many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the, the inner sunset farmer's market is, is close to my home, always been one of my favorite locations. And we have a lot of supporters in that neighborhood. So I'm always happy to go and, and uh, get a snack and talk to voters. That's great. Is there anything else you'd like to share? We do have some more time. However, I know you're on a, a time crunch. so Yeah, no, I appreciate that. There are a couple specific issues I'd like to talk about mm -hmm. that are real priorities for me in the campaign and also a couple things that I'd, I'd like to share that I'm proud to have worked on over the last few years. Because yes. I think when it comes to deciding who to vote for, mm -hmm. for me personally, one of the most important things is not just the rhetoric that someone uses or the promises that they make, but also the track record that they have. Mm -hmm. And so I think... You know, the reason I've been able to uh, build such a big movement and, and have so many volunteers is really because of my life's work. The perspective that I bring mm -hmm. as someone who's had parents in prison and who's worked every day in the Hall of Justice for so many years, uh, but also because of the work I've done. And, and, you know, one of those projects that I've led is around money bail. And I mentioned that earlier, but, mm -hmm. you know, San Francisco and, and all of California has a system where a wealthy person can buy their way out of jail mm -hmm. no matter how dangerous they are. Mm -hmm. While a poor person who may be wrongfully arrested, wrongfully accused of a low-level crime with weak evidence against them will languish behind bars simply because of their poverty. It's a system that is both discriminatory and also undermines public safety. Mm -hmm. And so for many years, I've led litigation efforts in state court. We now have a case pending before the California Supreme Court. And in federal court, where I've won um, reversals of local practice from more than five different federal judges that have agreed with our argument that this undermines public safety and that this is something which discriminates explicitly, violates equal protection, mm -hmm. violates due process. As district attorney, I'm committed to ending money bail, mm -hmm. to never allowing my staff to put a price tag on freedom 
if someone is too dangerous to be released to the community, then the fact that they're wealthy doesn't make them safe. Mm -hmm. And if someone can safely be released with appropriate conditions, right. the fact that they're poor should not be an obstacle to allowing them to go back to their family and community. Of course, yes. Now, there's another area that I think today with the racist Trump administration is more important than ever, and that's immigration. Mm -hmm. The Trump administration is using xenophobic nativist policies and rhetoric mm -hmm. to divide this country. It's using hate for immigrants as a way to drive a wedge between communities mm -hmm. and to scapegoat. It's a tremendously dangerous time across the country because of that really uh, scary approach that the Trump administration is taking. Mm -hmm. I'm proud to be the only candidate in this race who has a long track record of pushing back against ICE, standing up for our immigrant communities. Mm -hmm. um, and I've committed to creating an immigration unit mm -hmm. in the district attorney's office once I'm elected. Let me tell you why. When local law enforcement cooperates with ICE, it undermines public safety. Mm -hmm. It distracts our resources that we need to be spending on local law enforcement priorities. And it undermines trust in immigrant communities mm -hmm. and makes it less likely that immigrants who are victims of crime or who are witnesses to crime will come forward and cooperate with local law enforcement. Mm -hmm. If we want to provide equal justice, if we want to protect everyone in San Francisco, mm -hmm. we need our immigrant communities to know that we have their back, that right. we will never cooperate with ICE. And I'll tell you, back as recently as 2012 and 2013, San Francisco still handed people over to ICE. Yep, yeah. I mean, if you got arrested as an immigrant in San Francisco and taken mm -hmm. to jail, at the end of the case, even if you were acquitted of all charges, even if the district attorney decided not to file charges against you, mm -hmm. the sheriff would hold you until ICE came and picked Ugh. you up. Now, I had a client in that situation mm -hmm. back in 2012. She was a grandmother from El Salvador, charged with shoplifting Christmas presents from the Gap for her grandkids. And at that time, everybody said, there is nothing you can do. She's going to get deported. She's going to get handed over to ICE. And... I, you know, luckily, I've been to El Salvador, I've lived in Latin America, I mm -hmm. speak fluent Spanish, and I begged her to give me time to not listen to or accept that this was a hopeless situation. Mm -hmm. And I built a coalition, I worked with immigrant advocates across the city, I worked with her family who played a leadership role, and we persuaded the sheriff that he had not only the legal power, but the moral obligation to stop cooperating with ICE and to let her take responsibility. She pled guilty to mm -hmm. shoplifting and then go back to her family and her grandkids. Mm. After that case, we did it again and again until we persuaded the sheriff to institute a policy, and ultimately the Board of Supervisors passed, a few months later, a sanctuary city policy that mm. I'm proud to say I'm gonna continue to defend as San Francisco's next district attorney. Great, yeah, that's crucial. That's the track record um, that I've got, and here are some of the things we're gonna do in keeping with that track record mm -hmm. once I'm elected. First. Treat mental illness before crimes are committed. Mm -hmm. Not wait until people commit a crime and go to jail. Today, San Francisco's county jail is the number one provider of mental health services. It's mm -hmm. a disgrace. Mm -hmm. It's ineffective. It's inhumane. And perhaps worst of all, it guarantees that we're going to have more victims of crime because we refuse to address the root causes until after someone is victimized. Right. That's got to change, and it will on day one when I'm district attorney. Second, we need to treat 